Pyeongchang 2018 plans to pick up the pace on construction to be ready for next year's test events. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. During a press conference this week, Pyeongchang 2018 President Yang Ho Cho admitted construction of Olympic venues must be accelerated. The presser was part of the fourth IOC Coordination Commission for the 2018 Winter Olympics. Members of the commission, chaired by Ganilla Lindbergh, arrived in Pyeongchang on Tuesday. Around the Rings European correspondent Brian Pinelli has been in and around Pyeongchang this week to cover the Coordination Commission's visit. So, Brian, I know it's late there, but thanks for joining us. And where are you right now, and, and what's the atmosphere been like this week? Yeah, sure. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Uh, recently transferred to Yangpyeong Ski Resort where the Alpine technical events will be in 2018. But uh, for the past three days, we've been in uh, Gangyang, uh, there on the coast, and that was the setting for the 4th IOC Coordination Commission. As you mentioned, uh, three busy days, obviously, uh, of meetings, a plenary session, uh, working groups meeting, and, and the IOC members and organizers from Pyeongchang went on a venue tour on Tuesday. Uh, they had pretty good weather for the venue tour to kick things off. Uh, Wednesday, however, it rained almost torrentially. That was the day that the media got to go on the venue tour. So I guess better that the IOC members had the better weather. But uh, nevertheless, it was it was back to business Wednesday. And, and today things wrapped up with the closing press conference. And uh, thoughts and insight from Mr. Cho and Ganilla Lindbergh really kind of summing up uh, what they accomplished, what they did the past couple of days. But I think the underlying theme was that uh, after some pretty candid comments by Ski Federation President Gianfranco Casper in February, basically saying that it would be impossible for them to get some of the test events off in February of next year, uh, Ganilla said, no, you know, we, they've made considerable progress since January. We're, we are optimistic. However, there is no time to waste whatsoever. And uh, Mr. Cho, who's also the chairman of Korean Air, basically advised that, you know, they understand the situation and uh, we are expediting the construction uh, of the venues because many of them are, are still in the, in the late parts of the design phase and others are, you know, 15 to 25 percent done with test events starting uh, next February already. So that was kind of uh, the main theme here of these past couple of days. And you mentioned the Yangpyeong ski area. What was your tour of venues like this week, and, and what can you tell us about your perspective on the readiness of the Olympic venues? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, you know, it, it's hard to judge uh, just from the layman's eye, you know, how much construction is done, uh, you know, considering the time. But, but again, um, you know, basically you are looking at numerous construction sites. Uh, you see the, the foundation, the base for the figure skating arena, uh, the Gangyang Ice Center, where the IOC tour started on Tuesday. Uh, you know, the hockey arena kind of just getting going, uh, speed skating in, in the final design phase. Uh, Yangpyeong is, is the most established venue. They've actually had four World Cup ski events dating back to the mid-90s. So, uh, uh, where I am now, and as I mentioned, just arrived, and where the slalom and giant slalom will be, they'll probably be the best off because, uh, you know, they've, they have the experience of, of having competitions here. Um, many of the other venues, you know, they're, they're starting building basically from scratch. You know, the, the one that's the biggest concern, and 
we didn't get to it, and I'm not sure if the ILC did either, is the Jiangsung Ski Area, where the downhill and the Super G will be held in 2018, or at least that's the plan right now, uh, test events in February. But, uh, you know, obviously, even though they are working closely with the FIS and uh, uh, Gunter Huyara, who's a veteran ski race director and obviously an expert in the field, it's, uh, it's tough pulling off alpine speed events. And it's not an established ski area. It's, uh, you know, basically one of the, the higher mountains in, in South Korea. And, uh, they're, you know, they're building a, a downhill course. So that's the one that Mr. Casper was most concerned about. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, February will quickly be just around the corner for, for one of the first test events there at that venue. So from your perspective, do you think venues will be ready? And I know you touched on this a little, but what role have international experts played in getting the venues ready? Well, well, well that's part of the key, and that's what Mr. Cho and, and also Ganilla Lindbergh uh, expressed today, that right now there are, there are four experts. And we say experts, you know, obviously race organizers, people that are very familiar with what it takes to, you know, build a half pipe or a moguls course or, or a downhill racing course. So right now there's four. They advise that by February of next year there'll be 28 so-called technical experts. And, and that will be one of the major keys to getting these 28 also, also 28 test events off over the next couple of years and have them be successful get the staff trained, uh, you know, get volunteers working on the process. So, um, you know, that's that's obviously pivotal in the success of these events. And, you know, they admit they're obviously going to bring on these experts who mostly are foreigners. Uh, Christoph Duby actually interjected today during the news conference just to advise the Korean media that, you know, don't feel, uh, you know, bad or uh, uh, don't feel that you're incapable it's just, it's just a reality, and of course, uh, you know, other organizers have had experts from other countries as well. I mean, Mr. Cho admits that South Korea is not a, it's not traditionally a winter sports country. Sure, there are some ski areas, and uh, of course, there's the, the wonderful Yuna Kim and her figure skating uh, prowess and some short track speed skaters that have had success over the years. But for the most part, you know, winter sports, snow sports are, are somewhat new, at least on the highly competitive level for for South Korea. So shifting subjects just a bit, what can you tell us about the signing of the new Air Korea sponsorship? Well, that was big news this week, and uh, I think the the PyeongChang 2018 organizers uh, uh, felt a little uh, load off their shoulders because this is their third uh, national or, or local sponsorship. Uh, again, Mr. Cho is the the chairperson of the Air Korea conglomerate, so uh, no big surprise there. I'm sure they probably had this. Uh, uh, a plan for this IOC coordination commission. So uh, after uh, speaking a little bit about the sponsorship, although they didn't really disclose uh, any of the finances of the deal other than saying that Air Korea will, you know, travel athletes and officials and, and, and coaches around uh, during the games. But, um, you know, again, this is, this is big and hopefully uh, getting other sponsors on board because uh, they've also been a little bit behind on the on the financial side as far as at least bringing sponsors on board. And uh, another interesting thing was uh, Korean media was was very curious this week with Toyota recently coming on board, signing an agreement with the IOC as a top sponsor. They were wondering if a South Korean uh, car manufacturer, perhaps Hyundai, could come on as a local sponsor. 
and uh, IOC marketing executive Timo Lume. It was quite a scene. At the end of the press conference, swarmed by media, you know, to find out the scope and, and what are the, the limits on this. And he basically didn't say too much other than that uh, if a contract is negotiated with, well, he didn't say Hyundai, but with a, a car brand in Korea, that it would be acceptable, uh, you know, w within the Republic of Korea as a local sponsor for the games and essentially wouldn't be a, a major conflict with, with Toyota, of course, from Japan. So that was kind of an interesting aspect. But, uh, but Air Korea, the signing is a positive step forward. And the one other interesting thing, uh, as of note, uh, they will not fly the, the Olympic rings on the airplane because, again, it's a national sponsor. So the visibility, you know, isn't supposed to be seen internationally. Mr. Cho said, however, the Olympic rings will be inside the planes. So uh, kind of an interesting tidbit about that sponsorship. What was the closing presser like today? How did everything wrap up? Yeah, once again, you know, just to reiterate, uh, uh, President Cho and Ganilla Lindbergh once again emphasized, you know, a few underlying themes that, uh, you know, time is of the essence. We've identified, you know, the problems. Uh, they re uh, established on Monday this Winter Sports Foundation to work closely with Korean uh, you know, national sports organizations to really kind of help and expedite the process of, of the venues and also the test events. So that was, again, kind of the underlying theme. Uh, it was a pretty serious press conference. Uh, you know, not, not a lot of joking, uh, uh, you know, not a lot of laughing. I mean, of course, there's a lot of business at hand. So, I, we, you know, I guess that's understandable. But it was, it was a pretty serious mood, probably went about 45 minutes. And, um, you know, the main thing is they, they insist that progress is being made. Uh, you know, the, the IOC is confident. But, but again, you know, time cannot be wasted uh, at, at this point with uh, the games just less than three years away and these important test events starting in February of 2016. All right, no time to waste. Again, that was ATR European correspondent Brian Pinelli, who's been in and around Pyeongchang this week to cover the fourth IOC Coordination Commission's visit. Be sure to check in to Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. This is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.